Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 17th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. I had a really grand old Friday. Absolutely happy Friday to you and yours who celebrate that. Hopefully, you know, this episode brings that vibe to you. Though I gotta say before we get into it, it's a pretty, uh, it's a hardcore episode. It's it's a, it's definitely a heavy one, sadly. Uh, a little bit of a warning there. But um, you know, before we get to that, you know, I gotta do the vain thing and talk about myself. My name is on the podcast. Hello. Um, but yeah, I mean, today was fine. Uh, you know, nice little rainy, cozy day at work. Uh, pretty business as usual. So yeah, that was nice. We love to see that. Uh, food corner, nothing really big to report. I had burger, hot dogs, fries. It was yummy as usual. So yeah, that was good. And, uh, yeah, so let me go ahead and, you know, do my startup and I think we'll get, we'll go right into the, the tip of the spear. Uh, da, 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 Ooh, wee, ooh, wee. Sorry about that. Got in the zone. All right. So, yeah, uh, further trigger warnings I wanted to add. Uh, Domestic abuse, rape, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's like the next two uh, stories that we're just going to cover. I just want to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's get into that. Uh, The first one is from the Huffington Post. Cassie says Diddy threatened to blow up Kid Cudi's car before it exploded in his driveway. Sean Diddy Combs allegedly threatened to blow up rapper Kid Cudi's car shortly before a vehicle exploded in his driveway in 2012, according to a shocking legal complaint filed by Cassie or by singer Cassie that alleges she suffered a decade of abuse from Diddy. Now, obviously, this is kind of bearing the lead. You know, in a lot of ways, I wish I kind of picked a different thing, uh, article to cover this. Uh, but the the whole Kid Cudi's car getting blown up like a fucking mob movie thing was something I just did not want to forget to cover. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, the crux of it right here. Cassie, an R&B singer who dated Diddy for years, accused the music magnate of rape and physical abuse in a detailed complaint filed in New York on, in New York on Thursday. The federal suit claims Diddy forced Cassie to have sex with male sex workers as he watched, raped her after their breakup, and regularly beat her. As part of the claim, Cassie, Cassandra Ventura, alleged Diddy was furious after she began dating Kid Cudi in 2012. In February 2012, Mr. Combs told Miss Ventura that he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car and that he wanted to ensure that Kid Cudi was home with his friends when it happened, the complaint says. Around that time, Kid Cudi's car exploded in his driveway. Like, what the fuck, man? And Diddy is, you know, a very known quantity in, you know, in hip-hop. You know, he's just a known guy, like, ever since Big and shit. So, I mean, you know, he's known as a, you know, a hip-hop singer, rapper, whatever. You know, he's a producer, 
Um, you know, some would debate how good he is at said things, but, you know, he's a known guy, and, like, a lot of people fuck with him. And this is definitely something that is, like, very big, it's very bombshell. Um, I don't know why, though. There was something about it that was kind of, like, just not surprised that, like, Diddy was just doing some crazy fucking shit. Um, but, yeah, it's just super unfortunate that it's just something to this extent, to this level, gone on for so, like, had gone on, like, I think they they dated maybe for, like, 10 years. Also, I've already, like, kind of seen just, you know, looking around, listening to, you know, keep my ear to the street. Uh, there's been more, you know, women that have stepped up, at least one, you know, that has dated uh, Combs or Diddy, whatever, and has also made, like, kind of similar uh, accusations, at least, you know, with the domestic abuse. So, definitely big shit that just kind of boom, fell out, you know, yesterday, a lot of people talking about it, so I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and put that down, also, not just Cassie, but uh, Kiki Palmer uh, from NBC News, Kiki Palmer accuses ex-boyfriend Darius Jackson of abuse, judge grants temporary restraining order, court documents detail multiple times Palmer alleges she was physically attacked by Jackson, she said she also suffered emotional abuse and accused Jackson of love bombing her. Um, now, when it comes to Darius Jackson and Kiki Palmer, I remember when it was earlier this year with there was a situation where she came out and like Usher was like singing to her and stuff like that. And it was like a whole thing. And everyone was like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. Oh. And then like it pans out to Darius Jackson and he's like in his bag about it and like essentially like more or less like shaming her for doing that and it was a whole fucking controversy then later she does like a music video with usher called boyfriend and it's almost like like a snipe maybe at at jackson like kind of insinuating maybe they like they've broken up or something like that but um it turns out it was just much 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 worse than that um palmer whose real name is lauren kiana palmer said the abuse happened throughout her two-year relationship with jackson and did not stop after their breakup in early October. She wrote that since the split, he's been even more unhinged, volatile, and dangerous, and she fears for her for her and her son's safety. Um, there's also like recorded evidence of this, like they have uh, like house cameras where he's like storming in, like, like physically assaulting her, and I think like there's a situation that also takes place with like their actual son and it's almost like they're in like this almost tug of war now leo the baby wasn't hurt but like still she was just very concerned um so yeah i mean and then just having this high low of like the physical abuse into the love bombing into like taking up like property and stuff like that like in the situation where i think he barged in he winds up taking her phone and then trying to drive away and she tries to stop him and he she tries to dr- run her over um now in situation i think like in that situation, I think the cops got called, they make him leave, and then they say, hey, you should, you know, like, file a restraining order. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was pretty, once again, bombshell-ass fucking shit. Like, I was like, god damn, I knew that that shit was tense and tumultuous, but I did not know that it was that bad. Um, and yeah, obviously, like, this kind of shit is very unfortunate. Um, I don't know, I mean, I always, I'm definitely ill-equipped to, you know, as just like a one man podcast, like I, I definitely don't have the right words and things to say there, but um, you know I do feel like it is important to you know cover these stories and you know make sure they get the air to breathe and the people you know know about it. So like that, I feel like it is uh, definitely very relevant um, because it, it's it's become something that is, is a common thing that isn't talked about. So yeah, 
Uh, but let me let me move on. Let me hit a, at least a, I, I, I want to say a positive beat. Um, lighten it up a little bit. Uh, then we got some other shit, sadly, to talk about. Uh, from CBS News. Hermes, Botox, and an Atlantic City trip. How Representative George Santos allegedly spent some of his campaign funds. A bruising report from the House Ethics Committee on its investigation into the GOP representative George Santos of New York detailed what the congressional investigators said was substantial evidence that the embattled congressman tapped into campaign funds to cover his own personal expenses. The purchases at luxury retailers, spas, oh, I got ad rolled, my bad, resorts and more made by Santos while mounting bids for Congress in 2020 and 2022, the first of which was unsuccessful, were uncovered during the course of a review conducted by a four-member investigative subcommittee of the ethics panel into allegations of wrongdoing by the freshman congressman. Uh, The lawmakers' findings were made public by Ethics Committee on Thursday, prompting swift condemnation of Santos from Republicans and Democrats alike, and adding momentum behind an effort to expel the New York Republican from Congress. Um, So yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. I know he still has, like, I think 23 cases still going like that's still you know obviously like the real meat of the matter but it seems like this ethics committee ruling was a big deal amongst like his fellow congressmen and women it seems like you know even the conservatives are saying oh you know what actually i think i i we should do something about this we should maybe like make sure this guy you know gets fired like we should like kick him out so i mean that is something that is on the table now in terms of like forcing his resignation because he says he's not going to run again but it he's not leaving at least uh that's uh, as of uh tonight you know so i mean um it's definitely still a crazy wily uh you know situation in congress as it always is but and that's the thing too like let's just be real let's call it what it is santos getting caught doing all this shit and and, and it being like you know splayed out for all to see okay, like, this is just a fucking corrupt politician. Like, I've said this before, like, at least, like, Santos, in, in his own way, like, he just faked it till he made it. You know what I mean? That, that's really his, like, original sin here. But that being said, to take actual campaign money and, like, use it on just whatever, whatever you want, just reckless abandon is crazy. Because they literally can, like, go through and do fucking investigations and, like, say, yo, what the fuck is this shit? And I, I know I had talked about it before where he was, like, trying to make like the spending limits and stuff like that be legit like oh it's like i think uh there was like a certain limit he was like a dollar under it and that was like essentially what he kept logging in and it's like bro that is suspicious in and of itself (laughs) that's a red flag right there brother um but according to campaign files bank records and other documents released by the ethics committee the list of personal expenses covered by donors to his 2020 and 2022 campaigns include $4,100 at luxury store Hermes, $2,281 at resorts in Atlantic City, smaller purchases at OnlyFans, uh, the the subscription-based website where people generally sell adult content and make, and then also he bought makeup and, uh, and then he also um, got makeup from Sephora, sorry. Uh, 
$1,500 from Mirza Aesthetics, labeled Botox. $1,400 from, at Virtual Skin Spa, labeled Botox. Which is just crazy that, you know, you just... That's what you file in on this under. It's like, bro, that's campaign money, bro. Like, that's crazy. Um, $3,332 for an Airbnb. Or actually, maybe they labeled it Botox because that's what it is. And they were just doing this, like, on the record. Maybe that's that. I don't know. Uh, $3,332 for an Airbnb in early July of 2022 when Santos Santos was off at the Hamptons for the weekend. Uh, $6,000 at Ferragamo stores. $800 $800 in cash withdrawal from an ATM at a casino in Maryland. $1,000 cash withdrawal uh, from an ATM near Santos's apartment in New York. And then also rent payment. So, I mean, he was just spinning it up, living it up. And once again, this is money that is only allowed to go towards getting your campaign, like getting you into the, you know, your position that you're trying to get into. You get elected. Uh, but essentially, he was like, no, nah, I can uh, just use this for my lifestyle. <laughs> and it's like, brother, it's not a Patreon. <laughs> like, you, you don't get to do that. <laughs> That's just not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's where we stand with Santos. I felt like, hey, let's just give you guys a little bit of a treat there and a nice little update. Um, like I said, it doesn't look like he's trying to go anywhere as of yet. It looks like he's still trying to ride this out. But I mean, hey, at least... You know, the people of New York are going to be done with him, you know, post-election. And who knows? Maybe he will get kicked out or finally come to his senses and go, hey, I'm actually done. <laughs> who knows? Sashay away, maybe. Who knows? Okay. From the Associated Press. Mistrial declared after federal jury deadlocks in trial of ex-officer in deadly Brianna Taylor raid. Jurors failed to reach a, unan- a unanimous verdict on federal civil rights charges Thursday in the trial of a former Louisville police officer charged in the police raid that killed Breonna Taylor, prompting the judge to declare a mistrial. Brett Hankinson was charged with using excessive force that violated the rights of Taylor, her boyfriend, and her next-door neighbors. Hankinson fired 10 shots into the black woman's window and a glass win- and a glass door after officers came under fire during a flawed drug warrant search on March 13th of 2020. Some of his shots flew into a neighboring apartment, but none of them struck anyone. Uh, The 12-member jury, mostly white, struggled fruitlessly to reach a verdict over several days. On Thursday afternoon, they sent a note to the judge saying they were at an impasse. U.S. District Judge Rebecca Grady Jennings urged them to keep trying, and they returned to deliberations. Uh, The judge reported that there were elevated voices coming from the jury room at times during deliberations, and court security officials had to visit the room. Jurors then told the judge Thursday they were deadlocked on both counts against Hankinson and could not come to a decision, prompting Jennings' declaration of a mistrial. Um, now where we stand from here in terms of whether or not they're going to retry him or not, we don't know. We'll see. Um, I personally, yes, I hope that they do. But at the same time, am I, um, like, do I think that like they're going to get a successful, you know, verdict? I don't know. Uh, it seems like so far it hasn't, like nothing's really stuck to any of the cops or any like, you know, the people involved in making the warrant that was flawed to begin with. 
I think they were essentially looking for a person that Brianna and had associated with before, like a former boyfriend or something like that. And that person wasn't even there. They, um, you know, they do this no knock warrant, though they say that they did knock, um, even though they also don't have cameras on. So that's like a fucking thing. That's an issue there. Um, but yeah, they do this no knock warrant, you know, one way or another, you can debate that. Um, essentially Brianna Taylor's boyfriend thinking like someone's just breaking in comes out and boom hits, you know, cop that, that person goes down, they're shooting, everyone's now shooting. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it's, it, I really haven't seen too much out of this other than like the conversation about no knock warrants. Like there shouldn't be a fucking thing. And, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, that that becomes just more of a staple thing and that people stop, you know, or, you know, organization law enforcement stops doing that. Like, yeah, I know you want to get your guy. I know you need you, you want to do it, but you just don't have to come in like this. There's just such a risk of loss of life in this kind of situation. Like, what if you do make a mistake? Like, we've covered that before on this podcast, you know, other situations where that's fucking happened. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know about whether or not justice is going to get served in this kind of situation. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm holding out hope, you know, at least maybe some slivers can. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's more or less where we stand. I know I'm just kind of doing a quick summary here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a lot and there's a lot of parts to it. Uh, that's why, you know, I referenced the article so you can always go ahead and read it, catch up on all these things, of course. Um, all right. We have one more thing to cover. Um, and then I'll let you go. Um, you know, I'm gonna take my break. Associated Press, mother of six-year-old boy who shot teacher gets 21 months for marijuana while using, or for marijuana use while owning a gun. So, fun fact, because marijuana is a Schedule One drug, and, you know, if you're familiar with this podcast, and at least when we're talking about Hunter Biden, um, you cannot be on drugs and legally own a firearm. Like, there's a thing they make you declare and say, hey, I'm not going to be you know, operating, using this firearm while I'm on, you know, any kind of drug, like any kind of, you know, I'm not going to do it while impaired. You, you, you make that declaration. That's a part of the whole fucking bag. Um, so essentially they were using this and I, I do feel like it's a technicality. I feel like the judge and maybe prosecution, what have you kind of arcs this up because of the situation. And, and don't get me wrong. We've covered the situation where the, you know, the student, I believe six year old. Yeah shoots Abby Zwarner in her own classroom and it's like literally that there's a fault here we've talked about this in terms of the whole school being like yo I think this kid has a fucking gun and they go okay well what do we do and then they they look at the kid and they they give him a little quick frisk and he he's smart enough to like hide the gun somewhere else so they can't find it literally goes up to a kid tells him he has a gun he's gonna shoot motherfuckers this whole thing fucking unfolds in a school Abby gets shot in the fucking stomach so that's crazy. That's fucking intense. Um, so from this situation, and and don't get me wrong, I do feel like there's some issues maybe with the mother 
and in terms of like, hey, like maybe you didn't properly store this gun as well as you said that you did. Um, in terms of the situation at hand, like the the child was supposed to go to school because you know the, the child has like uh, I don't know if it's necessarily special needs, but um, he was having trouble in class and. Also, this is like during COVID, so, or, you know, post-COVID, I should say. So, you know, there's a lot of adapting. This kid is not really, I think, really well acquainted in school settings, scenarios like that. The parent was there to help, but the parent wasn't there. They were on vacation. So this is just a whole fucking perfect storm situation. Like I said, someone winds up getting shot. Um, let's see. I think she, yeah, she's filed $40 million um lawsuit against the school system which honestly i'm rooting for her to get her goddamn bag for sure i mean you deserve it uh this is traumatic ass shit that you had to go through and i really feel like the school system in of itself let you down um but in terms of taylor um or not uh yeah taylor sorry getting a little mixed up here like i can understand that there's some onus here on you as once again a gun owner and, you know, I feel like they use this technicality of saying, hey, you cannot be high and have a gun. You just can't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. I do agree. You shouldn't be fucked up using any kind of firearm. You should be at your most resolute for fucking sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I do feel like this is just one of those things where like, hey, we got to we got to do something here. You did something fucked up, you know, or at least you're involved here. And in the fact that it's your gun, it's your child. We cannot convict this child. So, like, someone has to, like do some time um so yeah i mean 21 months is the sentence that she has gotten um also they, they do drop this little bomb here at the end um it was not the first time taylor's gun was fired in public prosecutors wrote taylor shot at her son's father in december after seeing him with his girlfriend now i would say that is more damning because it does show improper gun use because you're literally popping shots like that's a history of that maybe um because uh, Taylor's defense was that, no, I did store the gun properly. But my ultimate rebuttal on that is, like, there's just no way then. Like, that means then either he had access to a key or knew the, the combination to get your gun open and available to him. Um, it also meant that it was within reach of him. Even if it was, like, somewhere high up, he still knew where it was and could get to it. Like, that's problematic when it comes to gun ownership. Um I don't know. I mean, I know, once again, long-term listeners know my stance on guns. I, I personally wish that it just wasn't a fucking thing. Uh, I wish you would just take our toys away from us on this one. I, I truly fucking do. That being said, I do respect guns. I do think that they are very powerful, awesome in every sense of the word, awesome tools. Um, they can do a fucking lot, you know? All of a sudden, with a fucking, like, just like a click, you can just make, and make people disappear. That shit's crazy. Um, and that comes with a huge responsibility. And I think, I truly think and feel that people underestimate that shit. And I get it. I fucking get that. Like we live in a society where you watch that shit. There's a John Woo movie. There's a John Wick movie there. And it's like, you just think this shit's just cool. And you like having and owning one. And it, and in the sense of just the primal sense that it does feel like, Hey, I'm a little safer if I have this thing on me. You know what I mean? And I get that. I respect that. But it does come with a huge responsibility. So while I don't like that the system kind of, in my opinion, did an in run around and saying, hey, we got to get you for something. So like we know you were high. 
Like, we know there was weed at your house. We know you'd be smoking that shit. So, ergo, you were high with the gun. That's illegal. We got you. Boom. And that's what they're getting you for. But at the same time, that doesn't, like, take the, the fucking wound out of fucking Abby's Warner. That doesn't fucking absolve the school for their shit. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll cover all those things in due time. I just wanted to get this in here. Um, and, yeah. Whew. I think that's the episode. <laughs> I know that was pretty heavy. Uh, sorry about it. But, you know, once again, I, I just really can't stress. I know these things are really important issues to cover. So, you know, sometimes we just got to get them in. Sometimes it's got to be a little dark run. And um, But, hey, I give you guys Santos. That was a little treat. Uh, but, yeah, let me chill now. Uh, Patreon.com, so this is a news. If you would uh, like to support the effort. Um, do you have a Patreon? I will dub the newsy. And um, I shout you out at the top of the month. Free ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then I'm on all the socials. Uh, hopefully you're subscribed to me on your local listening feed. Local? Digital. That's better. That's the right word. Um, hopefully, if you're using uh, the YouTube, or if you're not using YouTube, go ahead and just go ahead and subscribe. Get, be a new subscriber. That would be really cool. I'm trying to get those numbers up. Um, thumbs up. All the bells, all the cool comments. Uh, you know, we like the attaboys. We love to see those. Um, and yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.